Hi, I'm Juanita Ingram, attorney, author, actress, and CEO of Purpose Productions Incorporated, also founder and board chairwoman for Dress for Success London and Chattanooga. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I hope to give you guys a great show. We've been out of the country for almost a month, so Sabona, I'm speaking Zulu and Tosa all day as much as I can. It's very limited, but today's guest is a very talented and international guest. She's lived in London. She's lived in Asia. Of course, she's an American who's trying to get out of Babylon and, you know, stack up all those big chips. I have Juanita Ingram, who's an attorney at law, an author, and an actress, and I don't even think that's all of her titles, because she's also a wife, mother, and the list goes on. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I want everyone to know, links are in the description, whether you are listening or watching, but on Amazon Prime, she has a whole series laid out on YouTube, her YouTube, Show It Some Love. You know, for those of you, our YouTube numbers are, are trying to kick up. Uh, thank God for that. But I just want to get in the game because you are talented. Your family is brilliant. Um, and you are just, you know, seeing the world. Many people, especially in our community, say, how can you do it? I don't want you to answer that. You have a whole YouTube and show on that. I, do. I, wanna, I want you to tell people how long you've been doing it. And then if there's also any type of after they watch your show and everything one on one consulting, they can get from you. Mm. Well, I, you know, I've been an expat uh, for 10 years now. Well, almost going on 11. Oh, our first move was to London in 2011. So going on 11 years and um yeah, I, you know, I'm my website is I am Ingram.com and I'm always accessible uh, through that method. I don't necessarily consult <laughs> with people on their journeys because I'm so busy producing and creating and sort of telling the story and showing people how. One thing I, I really appreciate about the show is that we showcase other black expats and their journeys because there is more than one way to get there. And so my journey and my path will be different from other people. Uh, but if they watch the show, they may actually learn a lot. It is built on the foundation of edutainment. So it's entertaining and educational at the same time. And you're not going to be maybe the best person to, you know, convince somebody who says, well, that's really easy to do if you make a ton of money. But I know plenty of people who don't make a ton of money and they travel as a family. Can you talk about just how financially, you know, others can prepare? Because I know, you know, your husband has a job where you, you get the royal treatment sometimes and can, you know, get all the help, but you've met other expats. And again, she's shown other expats on her YouTube, but give them just a, a little taste of, do you need a million dollars to, you know, do this journey to travel abroad? No, not at all. And I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping up this month uh, filming season two. Season one is out right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, in the U.S. and U.K., and we had five other expats. Some of them were students that traveled, that studied abroad. Some were digital nomads. You know, the, the, the landscape of digital nomads is changing the game, and we need to be a part of that culture, that aspect, that opportunity. You don't need a lot of money. You do need a plan. You need to be intentional. Uh, there are 
people on the show that you'll see their journey and how they got there is very different from mine. We're corporate expats. Yes, we come on on a package, but like you said on my YouTube channel, uh, we did a, a, a series for called Trailing Spouses. And the first thing that we tackled was different types of expats. There are diplomats, there's military. Um, on our show, there are people who literally decided, I'm just gonna go to Taiwan for three months, see what happens, and they were there for two years and made it happen and found a job once they got there. There are people who do that. Is that the wisest plan? Oftentimes, no. But there are wonderful organizations, platforms. There's a host of information out there from Blacks at Global to Expat Chats. So many platforms. Um, uh, um, African Americans living abroad is another uh, platform, or Black Americans living abroad is another organization that they actually break down. They can have a month-to-month budget break, broken down per country of your country interests. So there's a lot of information out there that can show you what, and here's the thing, the way you want to live abroad, that dictates a lot as well. Your comfort level, how it want, how you want it to look for you. I think the biggest thing that you can do is plan. And it doesn't have to be immediate. It could be a two-year plan, a five-year plan. There's some folks on Blacks at Global that that's their retirement. You know, they've got eight more years of, of working and they plan on getting out of there and they're planning and, in, and getting information the best thing you could do is plan and gather as much information as you possibly can. Landscapes are changing. Visa requirements are changing. COVID has changed a lot. Uh, but gathering the information and the great thing is that it's out there. And so, you know, the plan, uh, I think it's even if you don't want to live abroad is great because a lot of, you know, uh, we'll say Americans, period, aren't planning for their retirement. Um, And you you see it now when you see somebody, you know, greeting in Walmart, and they're there for, you know, 10, 12 hours a day in 65 and above. They didn't probably plan to do that majority of them. I know there'll be that one person who says, oh, no, I do this because I retire. You know, that's that one person. But many people, their back is hurting. And and (laughs) so that that planning now on that financial plan, you are an attorney. So I'm going to say, can they bother you about that and say, hey, can you help me, you know, make sure my will and make sure my affairs are in order? Do you do that type of law? If you're even practicing, you might be in paradise saying (laughs) I'm not doing all that, Kelly. You know, I'm a corporate attorney. And so I do transactional law, real estate, entertainment. Um, I wills and estates is an entirely different practice. I even have to tell my family members, no, I cannot draft your will for you, especially since you want to give me something under the wheel that's technically illegal. And so I have to to tell them that. Um, But uh, I'm still licensed in the state of Tennessee and Indiana. Do I accept clients? At this time, no, because I am busy running other companies and I am busy uh, doing other things <laughs> and, and filming shows and creating and, and doing a whole lot of other things. I do have an accounting degree. My bachelor's degree is in accounting. I have a master's degree in business. And so the financial part to me is just a huge part. Can they come to me with that at this point in time? No, because I already wear 15 hats and I don't need a 16th. Um, but the information is already out there. The plans are already out there. I was on, I think it was uh, Black Americans Living Abroad and also on Expat Chats. Uh, Char Winter is a great friend of mine. She's the creator of the Expat Chats uh, app. It's an app specifically for Black people that are desiring to be expats, 
There are monthly budget planners on there, retirement plans, people that are putting on great workshops that have the time to do that. Um, and, you know, folks who specialize in that and maybe featured in our show. <laughs> but can they reach out? Can they reach out to me to do that? No, you can reach out to me if you want to be on the show. Uh, but or if you have uh, travel content that you want to be streamed and you want a different way of monetizing that we did this past Juneteenth launch our own streaming platform. Uh, and that's specifically for black travel content. Okay, and the name of that uh, platform is? PurposeStreaming.com. And that's that's a major thing because you're going into a space where you don't just want to be like the talent you are producing, you're, you're doing it all. And now to step up at that level, that means we are probably going to see you at the next NATPE here in my um, in South Florida, in Miami. Um, I'm, yes. Yeah. Uh, is that something that we can see you so everybody can come meet you and pitch their show while there? That is something I'm being pushed to do. Yes. Uh, once we finish with the plans for the expats show, which is the long-term vision has always been to franchise the show. When I first started pitching the show, nobody knew what to do with it. No one would touch it. Uh, they didn't because it's, you know, sometimes when you get a vision uh, and God gives you a calling, it's not a conference call. Everybody's not going to get it. Everybody's not on the call and seeing black people in international spaces in positive light was something that obviously has never been done. When you talk about unscripted television and reality TV, we're often put in very negative light where every, you know, black man can't keep a job. Black women are single or divorced, angry, flipping tables, throwing drinks. Do we do that in our community? Sure. Are we a monolith and is that all that we do? No. Does success come in different ways and packages and, and formulas? Do you need to be a celebrity to live abroad? Absolutely not. I know Ludacris got his you know, citizenship in Ghana, but average people who went to school, who studied really hard, and some who didn't, uh, can make that journey. And yes, it is leveling up to create your own streaming platform because access and ownership are key if we're going to be able to really effectuate change. And um, we can't always wait for someone to tell us, yes, now, having said that, the show is really hot now. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> is really excited about it now. But in the beginning, uh, people didn't know if it was a travel show. And I'm like, no, it's a lifestyle show. Like black people live abroad. It's, it's called the expats. Well, what is an expat? You know, you would think that no one had ever heard of expats. It was really strange, but I think it was so much um, the no normalizing Black people in international spaces is still very new to a lot of people. It's new for us. It's still something that we need to wrap our arms around. And then if you say, well, I'm going to do, you know, a docuseries or a reality show about that, immediately what comes to mind is, oh, it's going to be fighting and drama and I always said, no, life presents its own drama. Living across, living abroad is dramatic enough. Like it's stuff that you can't predict or plan for, it stretches you. It's all about navigating change. And that's a commonality that everybody goes through. And so uh, once we put it out, there's 20 episodes in the first one, there'll be 15 in the second one. And once we put it out there and we hit 2.3 million views in less than a month, then everybody was like, oh, oh, wow. Because... White people get to have Chrisley's nose vest. They get to have the Kardashians, which is basically white families doing nothing. 
I mean, I love them and I love the shows. I absolutely love, Chris Lee Knows Best gives me life. Like I can hang out with the grandmother all day long. Great show, but for us to have family-friendly content, normalizing us being normal and just being, uh, and then you put it and up the stakes in an international setting, they just had never seen it. You know, and I tell people all the time, it's like if Cosby and Blackish had a baby and raised it abroad, that's the show. And people had just never seen it. So uh, I created Purpose Streaming because a lot of people, it is an international show. A lot of people don't have Amazon US and UK accounts. So everybody in Brazil, Portugal and all over the world couldn't see it. So I created the platform initially so people could see it. And then I realized that, let's say you have 200,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube. And maybe, you know, I have friends who make two to three, 5,000 a month on YouTube. They've got, you know, millions of streams, million views, but that's their pay structure. But imagine, it's almost like Patreon. Imagine if you just lifted a 10th of those people. Let's say 20, 20 of them, thousand of them will follow you over to another platform that was already created where my purpose uh, production is a nonprofit. So we're not here to make money. Uh, what if it was a platform where if you took those 20,000 and they subscribed at $1 a month and then you put your content out there and you were making $20,000 a month because I don't want anything from you. I don't need anything from you. It's a different type of structure. That's empowering for black content makers, for those people who are creating content, who are traveling around the world and are showcasing us in a different light. So that's the, the foundation of Purpose Streaming. Uh, I pray that it will grow exponentially over the years. Advertising will be different. It's just, you know, we've got to do something different if you want to see change. Keep doing the same thing, expecting something different. That's insane. Amen, amen. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, like Byron Allen told me, come to the NATPE. He said he built his whole career off that, you know, uh, right before yeah. I was born. And I said, oh, okay, I'll keep coming, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, yeah I'll keep coming. And and perfect, perfect streaming, it, it's needed because I'm. you don't have to be ludicrous. We just got our second citizenship, Sierra Leone. Thank you, African Ancestry, for, you know, putting that together. But, you know, we got our, our citizenship um, that I can talk about uh, publicly. And it didn't cost what you think it would cost people. If I told you you could get it for under $1,000, you'd be like, really? But you have to contact me because there's some ways to save. Now, with the purpose streaming, and you do get a whole bunch of content sent to you, are you ready for the server problems? I'm an old server nerd. And so I want to know because, you know, people start sending you stuff. Now they're bugging you. And you might say you don't need anything from them. But I almost want you to walk that back because if you're providing a service for them, dang it, they should pay. Just like Clubhouse gets paid, you know, their money and fan base can't get half of what Clubhouse got. Um, Netflix gets paid. We should get paid. And we always have to kind of prove ourselves even to our own community. Um, mm -hmm. But I hope that people understand the value you're giving because the whole world doesn't run off Netflix and Amazon, as you mentioned. Um, right. is, is there any way that African contributors can sign up for this as well? Because they can't even do Patreon sometimes, depending on their yes. countries and the mm -hmm. laws. Yeah. And, they, and as far as I know, in Africa, yes, you can. And the, the difference is the platform uh, is created specifically for movie streaming by indie filmmakers 
and so, yes, we can handle it. Yes, it's not an issue. It's not a problem. The reason why I say I'm not looking to make anything for you, will there be probably a nominal fee that you have to pay to onboard it? Yes, much less than it was to create it. But again, that's the difference between a for-profit entity and a not-for-profit because there are grants and different fundings that will support this type of platform, especially for the sake of diversification in content, cross-continental, cross-cultural content exchange. It's just a different structure. I believe, and it may be the lawyer in me, you know, I have my own practice, uh, you eat what you kill. And so I'm not worried about making money off of somebody else's content because I'm already eating off of what I kill. And I just believe that that's fair. Now, if I were in a different type of structure and this was a for-profit entity and the funding was totally different, foundation was totally different, I'd have a different mindset to it. But that's the that's the beauty. I, I started out as a nonprofit attorney. So, you know, um, there are tremendous tax benefits to owning an entities of that nature. And so, yeah, I think it is very different and it is very new. But you eat what you kill. I'm not going to give you advertising dollars. That's not what this is about. I'm not doing sharing and all of that. It's a different structure. And if you want to do that, good luck. Stay on YouTube. Let me know how that works out for you because you just you have to try something different, you know. And if you have a strong enough following where you can eat what you kill, I think eating 100 percent of what you kill is fair. I, I agree. Agree. Everything isn't for for everybody. And if you're winning on YouTube and, you know, stay, stay right. winning. But I, I like when people take um, control of their life, of their destiny, they build their own. And you've, you're definitely in that you're building your own. Can you talk about, because when you have, you know, what is enough money? I tell people all the time, if you can't live off $10,000 a month, you probably can't live. Um, <laughs> there's something wrong because most of the world doesn't have that amount of money. But um, what is a community give back after the money? You know, you have the money, you have the accolades, you get slapped by Will Smith because, you know, you really hit on that joke. Um, what is a community give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future? Oh, well, you know, we're already doing that. So a portion of the streaming proceeds that from the show that we have on Amazon right now for the expanse season one and two uh, already go to dress for success in London in Chattanooga. And that is an organization. It's a global organization, 144 chapters, 23 countries. And what we do is help women usually majority minority women, um, because that's who's unemployed right now. But we help unemployed women get back into the workplace. We give them interview clothing, interview attire. It goes beyond the suit. We dress them from the inside out. We're building confidence. And what that is, is a direct attack on poverty. Because statistically, we know that when you change the trajectory of a income of a household, particularly with women, you change the entire trajectory of that household. So 72% uh, are single mothers that we help. And that's a global initiative. So I am proud of that. And that's part of the way that we're giving back. And to give back, um, you know, we see a lot of folks, you talk about reality TV, everybody's looking rich. We even got the young rich Africans now on Netflix um, yeah. showing, you know, the the materialism and, and I get it. Um, the, everybody else has got to do it. Where would you say like in giving where you've seen businesses, especially in corporate 
corporate and even personal, like how important is giving to succeed in, in life? Like, have you ever met somebody or a corporation that's like, nah, we ain't doing no give giving. What's giving? What is that? We're going to take all the money and bury ourselves with it, you know? Or, uh, yeah, I think that's rare. I, it, and, and it depends on, you know, you're talking about small business, business versus corporations. Most corporations have CSR, corporate social responsibility committees and an entire organization or part of the organization that's committed to just that. I think working with Dress for Success now for eight years, uh, I started London in 2014, 2015 is when we launched, just launched Chattanooga in April of 2020. And the majority of the support that we get and funding are from corporations because they get employment. And, you know, they are very committed. Most in order for you to succeed, most of them give to something. They have charities of the year. In terms of me personally, I am a living proof of, of giving and it truly giving back to you. I don't think that I would have been in the position that I'm in right now had it not been for me and my willingness to give. So, for example, I was volunteering uh, at Dress for Success years before I moved to London and I met the worldwide CEO at that time and she and I became friends and I just kept giving of time. And I talked to her right before I moved to London and she not only gave me a mentor that helped me navigate my career in terms of doing a pivot on wanting to the attorney and going out into these different directions and being comfortable with that. But then also she called me one day and said, hey, you know, uh, London no longer exists for us. I need you to start this organization. And there, came my opportunity for leadership that otherwise may not have uh, manifested. Dress for Success is one of the most powerful women's empowerment charities in the world. And uh, not a lot of people can say that they are a founder and a leader of two of those. Uh, And so, you know, sometimes your, your passions and your purpose and your profession, there's a vortex where they really do collide. And when you're giving, you posture yourself to receive a lot more. So I'm just a living testimony to that. I think a lot of the connections that I've made, a lot of opportunities that I've had from leading globally as a woman, as a black woman, uh, have come from me giving. So I think it's important. Tell the, this question is for that, that young person who, you know, is getting into film. Maybe they went to school and they found out, oh, wow, it's more than school. I actually needed to be connected. Um, For the person, you know, that is watching or even listening on our latest partner at AYV Radio in Sierra Leone, the, how important is it to show the positive side? Because as you mentioned earlier, positivity does not win in American TV. The ratchet stuff wins on YouTube. You're not at any point dressed like, you know, any superstar that's going to be, you know, dancing on TV just for the viewership. And you could easily do that if you wanted to, you know, you could go Cardi B if you wanted to go Cardi B or Beyonce, but showing that, you know, that your son has a high IQ, that your daughter is connected and wants to be like you, that you and your husband aren't arguing at 11 at night, at least for us about who's the high value person and the alpha this and the alpha that, and and, and you're not going into the mess and you're trying to show, you know, you say Cosby show type type vibe um, without the Quaaludes. What, like, <laughs> yeah, how how important is it to you? Because the stuff is, it, to me, it's educational and entertaining, 
But people who do watch that mess may not want to learn. And what you're really doing is teaching. So how important is it to like teach people and show that vibe rather than say, we could get 100,000 more views if we just do a little bit to the left or to the right? Yeah, I think it's a misnomer. I think that that is what Hollywood has given us and that they say, oh, well, that's what sells. That's the only thing you're selling. That's the reason why it sells because you're not giving anything else. I think our show, and we were on the ballot last year for primetime Emmys for most outstanding unscripted program. And the reason why the Television Academy vetted us and put us on there is because you can't deny the popularity of the show and the quality of the show if you give them more. And that's the reason why, you know, we have the reviews that we have because people are like, finally, I think that there was, and what I recognized, you know, I, I, you know, Caveat, I had clients who were in, a, in the entertainment space, specifically unscripted, in the exact type of shows that you describe. I was on set. I did the deals. I was there. There's something for everybody. I don't dislike those shows. I think they're very relevant. I think they're very entertaining. The difference is, and this is where there's talent, and this is not a brag. This is just me say, stating a fact. And to the people who are in film school, don't, don't abandon your talent to try to compromise and give something else, it still has to be, if not more entertaining. Because to me, it's easy to continue with the same template, the same regurgitated storylines, the same thing, oh, we're fighting, oh, we're pulling weeds, we're throwing drinks. Okay, we get it. And it is it's tired. There are a lot of people that are just like, oh my God, if I see the same storyline one more time, I'm going to scream, why do I even need to watch this season? I know exactly what they're going to do. The difference is it takes a lot of creativity and a lot of talent to give something and it actually be entertaining without being a gimmick. I look at what reality TV sometimes does, um, and I think that it's lazy. It's lazy editing. It's lazy storyline producing. It's lazy in the sense that you don't want to show. And I understand in Hollywood, people, people are scared because if you greenlight something and it doesn't work, that's your whole career. Nobody's trying to get fired. And the idea and concept, you have to go to scripted TV. You'd have to go to Cosby, different world, blackish, in order to see positive, real images of black people. You can't go to unscripted to see that because there were, all, and I had, a, I had a panel of, of uh, five, I had a panel of five older white gentlemen uh, at a, for a black network to tell me that their demographic was college educated, uh, middle aged between 25 to 55 black women. And they weren't sure if they would identify with me. So I'm like, so you're going to tell me I wouldn't identify with myself. Okay. And the majority of people that watch us are exactly that demographic who were longing for something else to watch. Yes, that all, it looks as though those other types of shows are the only ones that sell. That's the only thing that you give. And so if I just sell apples, it's gonna look like apples are so popular. But what if you, if you put in an orange, I bet you people will buy an orange and they'd be like, oh my God, this orange is so refreshing. We've been eating apples all this time. And I just knew there were some oranges out there and I haven't had an orange in years. This is so nice, we are the orange. And so I don't think we, you end up on the ballot for best outstanding, you know, uh, unscripted program because it isn't entertaining. I think you have to have the balance and you have to have the talent to make everyday life entertaining. But but here's the thing, Kardashians do it every day. They don't do anything. You know, Chrisley Knows Best is hecka entertaining. It's a white man and his family doing nothing. I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. 
Ron DMC and Ron's house was so entertaining. We haven't had that in years. It sells. It's a lie that they want you to believe so that you don't dare to create this type of content. And the biggest hurdle is that they don't fund and greenlight this kind of content. I paid for this myself. I produced it. I created it. I saved my entire last year of working because I knew that this was day was going to come that we were going to go and live abroad again. I took my entire salary and I funded it myself because I kept pitching and people kept telling me, well, but are you are you going to fight? Are there going to be fights? And are there, you know, no, there's going to be COVID. <laughs> you know, there's going to be things that we have to live through that are real things are going to be uh, obstacles that you have to overcome. And what does living abroad, because people think that they travel and they think that that's really like, okay, I, I tra- and it's a good foundation. You should start with traveling, but it's a big difference to travel somewhere and know that you can go back home to two ply toilet paper versus living somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and having to adjust culturally. And then there's a big difference between living in a place where English is dominant versus living in a place where it is not. And that is an entire world and how we're existing that we're not seeing. And for young people, young black people, young black boys and girls, what does success look like? What does it mean? How can I live abroad if I'm not a basketball player, if I'm not TI? You know, what does that mean for me? And you see my husband, a man from Alabama, grew up single mother, you know, went to college and now graduated from Duke and is now, you know, running HR for all of Asia or, you know, the general manager for the entire Taiwan affiliate. And you see this played out or an attorney or someone who is still normal, still within a reach and a goal. Or you see people who are students and studying abroad. Or folks who decided, you know what, I've had enough of this. I'm going to save up a little bit on my nine to five, but I'm out. And I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. And they fail well. You don't get to see that. And so, um, yeah, I think for the shows, or for people who are in film school, don't lose your creativity. In fact, step it up a notch. Because you have to be really entertaining to hold people's attention who, where as a society, we have been trained that if it isn't a fight in, in the opening of season one, maybe I don't want to watch it. But white people will watch, you know, and, and black people watch Kardashians and all those shows too. We just don't watch it for us. Why not? Because you don't have it. That's the only reason why. To- totally agree. And even like our medical shows have so much non-medical stuff where if you're watching, you know, uh, Durham ER or something like that, yeah. and, 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 you know, it's like my, my little ones would say there's no action in this. Um, the American palate, it, 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 it's so just it has to be quick, violent yes. sex, um, you know, full of that. And again, they keep giving us more when you go yeah. to the Londons, when you get outside, even again in Africa. It's not always that field. I want people to go check out your content. So you guys, the links are in the description because I could go on and on, but I want you to check it out. I want you to see it for yourself. The difference, the production, you get two thumbs up. Your production is awesome. Even the black British guy doing your voiceover. I was like, (laughs) Hey, who who is that? That's not, that's not Mr. Alba. Who who is that? But it's just a, it's an awesome thing. I hope that we do get to meet at the NATPE, maybe at MIP, Maybe at MIP uh, in, yeah. uh, you know, in France, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 
since you're a YouTuber, you'll come to VidCon, the one in LA. I know they have one in the UK as well. Well, I'm in LA at the end of this month. I'm actually, the show is, and if anybody's in LA, the show is actually screening in the Pan-African uh, Film Festival. The end of this month, uh, April 29th, uh, we'll be in the Baldwin Cinemas in LA. So if you want to meet up, I'll be there. I'm actually flying in from Singapore uh, and I'll, I'll be there. So, you know, there are definitely a lot of platforms where you'll see me in the future. I have to wrap up filming season two right now and then go into post-production as a whole nother world. Uh, but once we solidify the actual framework for taking this program forward, because the vision was always to franchise the show the same way you have Real Housewives franchise or you have New York and Atlanta and Orange County. Well, the expats will be London, Portugal, Canada, you know, uh, Taiwan, Singapore, where we will showcase Black people everywhere, just Black peopling and normalize us in international spaces and, and, and educate at the same time because it's, it will always be educational because you've never seen it. It will, all, you know, and so it's, it's not really, um, I can't give my formula away because that's my formula. But I will say that it takes a lot of creativity. Producers and storyline creators for Kardashians, that takes creativity to turn everyday living into something that is actually entertaining. And to do that with normal Black folks, not necessarily salacious celebrities, but to do that and normalize it um, is the best compliment I ever got. It was not all the awards. We got two Telly Awards, Webby Award honorees, NAACP Image Awards. We got them all. The best compliment that I ever received was a grandmother in my inbox that said, I set my, my three Black grandchildren down in front of this and they were hooked for all 20 episodes and I left the room and I never worried about it. And now they want to go and travel. Thank you. That was the best. That's all I needed. That's why I did it. That is awesome. And those awards are awesome. Again, kudos, high five. Uh, that, 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 that's beauty. I, you know, folks, folks try to buy a telly and you can't <laughs> even buy it. So yeah. it, yeah. If I turn my little in, uh, virtual screen, I have I think nine now, you know, and people don't even know what that is. I had a friend that tried to play me like, what? I never heard of a telly. Well, that's because you're not in production. <laughs> If yeah, you're in yeah. production, you know, <laughs> ask MTV what a Telly Award is, ask NBC, ask CNN. They they know, you know, that they, they were like, oh, what is that? I'm like, look, you're not in production, you never produce anything. I get it, you wouldn't know, but they are not easy to come by. And I, I have a great team of people that I work with, both past and present. And um, but we're indie filmmakers, you know, and I didn't go to film school. I, I went to NYU, I'm going there now, uh, because film is a business, but it's for the business part. A film, but I'm a lawyer who just so happens to um, have a right brain, left brain conflict at all times. So, <laughs> no, de definitely, definitely, and and you know, for all those awards and that compliment, that is what it's about. You're impacting people. You guys have gotten the game. You don't, if you don't understand, go to Amazon Prime or go to YouTube, wherever you are in the world and make sure when you check out the content that you share it with somebody, because yes. like this content, it will change their life. You guys be blessed. I thank you, Anita, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? 
or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mzungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com.